Welcome to another episode of the Current in Cast podcast. This isn't the same old political or review podcast. Instead, this podcast is about current events, sports, technology, life, and yes, whiskey. So, pour yourself a good drink, or if you're driving or working right now, just imagine yourself doing so. And join me, Chad Hasty and Matt Martin for this week's Current and Cask. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's been another week. We're ready to go. Yeah, another week uh, in the books. We've got another great, uh, great drink that we will be having today. For those who are uh, maybe new to the podcast, uh, we've got a couple of different uh, podcasts for you to listen to, some previous episodes for you to catch up on. But what we like to do here is uh, talk about different uh, different topics while uh, pouring ourselves a nice glass of of uh, of uh, whiskey, uh, a nice little bourbon, a nice little spirit out there. And then at the end of it, Matt, we like to review uh, what we've been drinking during the podcast. Yeah. Pretty nice. It is. So uh, yeah. what are we drinking tonight? Well, we're drinking the Basil Hayden Ooh. Dark Rye. Ah. Now, it's some interesting facts about it. Number one, Basil Hayden. Do you know what company makes Basil Hayden? I do not. Jim Beam. Really? Yes. Uh, it is Jim, uh, uh, offshoot kind of of Jim Beam. If you read it, it actually has Booker. I think I think you say it. Noe. Is that right? N O E. The same. Now they're the same ones who make. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Bakers, like the Baker Ooh. Seven and the Baker now Baker's Thirteen, the same company that makes Booker's, which I know you know what Booker's is. Oh yeah. Because the guy. Um, who is known for Basil Hayden uh, or one, one of the family was Booker Noe, which his name is what is on, I think every Basil Hayden bottle. So anyway, just uh, a quick little overview of that. Basil Hayden dark rye is actually a blend of three different types of whiskeys. Well, two different types of whiskeys and a splash of something else. It is, Kentucky rye whiskey and Canadian rye whiskey blended with what they call a touch, a touch of port. So instead of finishing it like uh, some of the other port finish casts, they actually just pour a little port in there until, uh, you know, it's got the right flavor to it. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, it actually, um, it is a lower proof. I think the proof is... I don't have it right in front of me, but I think it's like in the 40, maybe like uh, 80. Yeah. 80 proof. 80 40%. Proof. Yeah. yeah. So it is a lower proof, but a lot of flavor there. Yeah. And uh, this came out back in 2021. So it's not new, uh, but oh. it is uh, it's, it's one that uh, you and I have both had before and one that we're going to drink tonight and, Get into uh, some details and our thoughts on it a little bit later on. Well, and I will say uh, for anybody who wants to try this, the first thing you're going to notice when you pour, which I've already poured mine. I don't know if you've poured yours yet, Chad. I have, yes. But uh, the first thing you're going to notice is that it has a very ruby kind of reddishness to it Mm -hmm. from that red port that they pour in there. And it just looks different from other bourbons. I mean, the the color's just a little different. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm going to pour myself just a little bit more, actually. 
because I've been uh, sipping on it already. I've been a little cheating. No wonder you're having so much fun. Exactly. Absolutely. And uh, and, and so I'm, uh, I'm also using, Matt, a new glass this evening. You're getting rid of the uh, the old Glen Cairn. Well, uh, I've got the the, the Glen Cairn that's in the in the cupboard in the cupboard right now. Uh, my wife for my birthday bought me uh, a couple of these. So they're they're called the neat neat whiskey glasses, and uh, it stands for naturally engineered aroma technology. And uh, you can actually read the, like there's a full review up on uh, robreport.com about this and they're supposed to be very good for aroma which yeah it, it is you know you, what get I think, a, you get a really good smell and chad i think one of the drink. problems one of the biggest problems that people getting into whiskey have is mm-hmm. getting those smells that other people smell yeah uh, you know you can you're like i can taste it but i just can't get the smells that they're smelling all i smell is alcohol or all like you know i get maybe one or two notes but um, so having something that helps you reach those depths, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I, it surprised me. Some of the people that I work with that they, you know, they taste a lot of whiskeys, they smell a lot of whiskeys and other things like wines and who knows what, I mean, they, you know, they run the gambit to decide what's going to be in a store and what's not. Yeah is they dip their finger in it and they rub it on the palm of their hand and rub their hands together and stick their nose down there. I don't like that. Well, I'm just telling you that's something they do to try to get some of those notes that maybe you have a hard time getting in the glass. Well, but, I think they but need anyway, to get them some neat whiskey glasses. That's what I was going to say. The neat glass is supposed to fix some of those problems. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is uh, what Rob Report has to say about them. Uh, is that, uh, let's see, the shape and look are a bit strange and holding one feels a little fiddly, uh, but there is reason for it. It's been adopted as the official glassware for judging various spirit contests, including what's widely considered the loftiest of them all, a San Francisco World Spirits competition. If you take your whiskey seriously, it's a great option. And it, you do it does take a little bit of getting used to uh, when you uh, when you first start uh, drinking out of it, because it's and I, I kind of likened it to you know you're you go from the Glencairn to something that is uh, it, it's almost like uh, if you had a cereal bowl <laughs> and right. uh, you're like I'm just going to drink the the rest of the milk out of the cereal bowl here. Uh, it kind of it it it, it has a weird feeling uh, like that at the very beginning, but you get used to it. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, it smells and great. I think- I really think that that's uh, the number one complaint I've had is just trying to sip with it is awkward compared to when you get used to the other. Well, you feel like it could like it could like uh, splash around you, you know, because it's got a it's a very wide lip. So you feel like it could you could, you know, make yourself look silly uh, if you take a, uh, a drink. But no. It's uh, it's I, it's engineered quite quite well. I look silly anyway. What can I say? That's true. That's true. Well, we've got a couple of different topics. We're gonna have fun uh, on the podcast. In fact, we've got uh, a few of these that I, I think will kind of lead into some other uh, some other areas. And uh, one of the first ones, uh, I found this actually over on uh, Fox News, Matt. And uh, their their headline was 30 
unexpected moments of delight. Okay? okay. So you're going through life, and these are the top 30 unexpected moments of delight. Now, I don't know if I'm going to go through all 30 of them, Aww. but uh, we'll definitely do the top 10 or, you know, 15 maybe. Uh, so I'll skip around here. I will, I will start with number 30. Uh, witnessing a marriage proposal in public was number 30. That that brings us some delight if we ever see one. Yeah, I, I, I would just roll my eyes, Chad. Yeah? I, well, it's a courting, but uh, that's one of those things that, I don't know. It, is that something that makes everybody happy to, you know, to see two brand new lovers and, you know, find each other and, you know, go into that marriage proposal? I, I think maybe for women. I think maybe more women no. uh, look at that and go, aww. But like if I see it at a game or something, done right, because I've also heard women who uh, if it's like uh, if it is one of like the sports deal, you know, where there's a proposal, I've heard many women go, "Ah, I don't want that. I would never want that. But if it's something that's uh, like in a park, you know, nice little romantic uh, type deal, I, I can see where a lot of women would maybe like to see that i don't think for guys they don't care uh i will say this if a guy is asking a girl to marry him in the cowboy stadium or something like that in the middle of a cowboys game yeah and they put all the cameras on them he paid a big chunk of cash to do that yeah he paid a lot of money and she's not gonna say no because i'm just saying she might she might uh well she wouldn't say no right then Later, yeah, she might come know. back and say, you know, you put me in a spot here. I'm not quite yeah. ready for that. Or, you know what? We're just friends. <laughs> We're, just We're just friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at him like, what are you doing? <sighs> so when did see the marriage proposal in public? That was number 30. Uh, number 28, bumping into an old school teacher who recognizes you. Uh, I mean, I could see where that would be uh, slightly uh, delightful, I guess. Yeah. Uh, here you Especially go, if you've gotten really old. I mean, like me with my big old beard. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure that any of them would recognize me. Number 23, being asked for an ID. I could see that. I'd do that with everybody, 100%. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, I I mean he, people like that. Old people, young people, you all get to show me your ID. Yeah, I think people like, they enjoy that. Uh, here you go. Hitting the exactness number... Uh, this is number 19. Know, let's do 20 first. Arriving home from work to find out that a loved one has already cooked dinner and it's on the table. Now, uh, that's always nice. Great. It's a good one. I like that. Well, you don't have to go through that. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? Yeah. You know, you know uh, what I'm talking I, about. Here's one that I skipped. Number 21, having a work meeting get canceled at the last minute. Because the boss is not in. Everyone loves that. Because everyone hates meetings. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's more of the thing. No one likes meetings. No one likes so meetings. So for whatever reason they're canceled, everyone's happy about that. Uh, number 19, hitting the exact number when getting gas. Mm. One of life's little pleasures brings everyone delight. Yeah, I still, like I told you when the, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, uh, I still remember that commercial with Jerry Seinfeld doing that on the, it was American Express commercial. I had to go watch it yeah. again because it just made me happy. It it was just, it was just a great commercial because it really is something that, you know, back when it was a, a dollar a, a gallon or less, like 95 cents a gallon, 
Yeah. I used to be able to hit it every time. I, I don't I mean it was one of those things that was a timing issue. But now that yeah. it's like three dollars a gallon, it uh, moves so fast you it's almost impossible to do. Uh let's see. Uh number fifteen, getting an upgrade, such as on a on a flight or at a hotel. Yeah, but not on it's your computer. Little- like when Windows wants to upgrade, you get pissed off. Yeah. But I see I would not consider that a little thing. You know, getting that's an a, upgrade a at a hotel thing. or a flight, that's a big thing. Yeah. That's, that's it would good. make you happy. Like it that. does make you happy when that happens. Oh yeah. Uh let's see. Waking up before your alarm goes off and getting to sleep longer. I'm the opposite on this. I hate waking up before my alarm because usually I'm the waking up about five minutes before the alarm goes That's off. That's what guy. I was going to say. It's according to how much time is left. Like if it's two hours, you're like, oh man, I'm about to have to get up and you look and you got two hours. It's like, yes. But if yeah. you look and you got five minutes, it's like, Ugh. yeah. And I'm always that guy. I'm always the, oh man, I'm going to, I'm waking up. This is good. I feel, oh, five minutes before the alarm goes off. What, what am I supposed to do with that five minutes? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I'd not no, sleep. I get mad. I yeah. get very mad. Just I get, get up. very upset. Uh, very upset. I, I have been known. Now I'm gonna, not gonna lie. I have been known to have that happen to me and look, and it's like five minutes till, and to change the alarm to give myself fifteen minutes because that's oh. just not cool. That's no, that's cheating. You can't do that. You now. can do that. It's really easy. You no. just get into your iPhone and just move the little dial. It's really easy, Chad. Is that why you were almost? late a couple of times to the show uh, always yeah no <laughs> you would you would, you would the the 8 30 show that you would show up at about 8 28 now i had to take my kids to school back then yeah uh-huh they're they're there were a couple now, of days there were a couple of days we were like wow the alarm didn't go off in time well it could have yeah, happened see, i don't know yeah exactly I always, uh, I always made it before the the start of the show that's true Number 13, finding a treasured lost item. That is exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I'd say that's a big deal, though. I yeah. mean, if, a tre- if it's a treasured lost item, I would say that's more of a big deal, but okay. Well, that happens uh, a from- lot when you move, though. You know, yeah. you moved recently. You've got all these boxes, and you're like, oh, sludging through the boxes, and then you find something that you've been looking for for six months, and you're like, yes! Yeah. Hey, do y'all still have a lot of boxes that you have to go through? Oh, yeah. We still a lot. I mean, not let me tell you, as I, many as there were, let's say, two weeks ago. But yeah, there's still a lot to do. We uh, and I'm almost embarrassed to say this. There is uh, still so much that we have to go through. Well, and that's the thing. You I, you went from I, a smaller house to a bigger house. Yeah. So you yeah. had a little more room. We went yeah. from a bigger house to a smaller house. I right. don't know where to put anything. I have no yeah. idea. Like you look in the box and you're like, I kind of know what's in there. I have no yeah. where it's going to, I don't know where I'm going to put any of it. So you know what I do? I close it right back up and I go about my business. Yeah. We're, we're like a month or so away from being in this house for a year. And, uh, the, the, the spare bedroom that we went, well, that'll just be the, well, we'll shove stuff in there until mm-hmm. we get to it. Room is still the, I will shove it in there until we get to a later room. It's not a spare bedroom. Man, right now. you could have a man cave right now. I really could. 
If if you yeah, were take the time to make it happen, you could have your own man cave. I don't have time. That's the deal. Is I just I don't have any time. Mm. Maybe that is the maybe problem. during uh, maybe during the holidays. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, hearing from a loved one randomly that they're proud of you. So like a uh, loved one calls you randomly and they're like, "I'm so proud of you." I think that That's affects nice some people more than others. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess it would always feel good for them to, you know, say that. But I think yeah. some people are like, I don't think my daddy's proud of me. And then all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> I'm proud of you, son. And you're like, oh, he really is. But then uh, uh, I think a lot of people, for the most part, you're like, I know how my dad feels about me. And he says it. And you're like, oh, well, thank you, dad. And then you move yeah. on. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, just, you know, again, some of these are supposed to be just little... Little sprinkles of happiness. Well, I know, you know? but, but the, some of them are uh, like really big, and some of them are you know yeah. kind of small. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number eleven. I love this one. Encountering a familiar smell from your childhood. Yeah, I do like. I that. love that. You want to know I what one of, one of my favorites is? What's that? To open up one of the old yearbooks and get that ink smell. Oh yeah, the yes, yearbook smells the good. The yearbook ink smell, and and they still smell just as good as they used to, which surprises me because yeah. you're thinking, oh, it's been a long time. You open it up, and it, mm, I, I don't look at any of the pictures. I don't care. It's all yeah. about the smell. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, the yearbook smell when you crack open the yearbook. Uh huh. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, also, mine is just mine goes back to. Uh, you know, just being back at my uh, my mom and dad's house, and my mom loves to cook, loves to bake, and I, I walk in during Christmas or Thanksgiving, and you get that smell. You know that that all oh, that holiday smell. Things have been baking. It's like it, it just takes you instantly back to your childhood. I'll give you one more. Yeah. Um, a hardware store that has a bunch of lumber. Okay. I yeah. love the smell of those stores. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's Yeah. So encountering a familiar smell from your childhood. Number 11. Uh, number eight. Being under, or number 10. Being understood by someone else when you're talking. So people just understanding you what's when the, you're talking. What's the point of talking if they don't understand? I, I think a lot of ladies were the ones who uh, agreed on that one. That they're well, you know the they're being understood. Actually, they're not being talked to, but they're uh, they're, they're someone's listening to them. Oh, I well, think that's uh, that one. I'm rolling my eyes here. You know what I'm saying, though. I know, but yeah. Uh, number nine, receiving unexpected affection from your partner. I mean, that's always nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number eight, hearing your baby's first word. Yeah, if it's dad, dad, but if it's mama, it's like, no, 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 no. Well, that's the pro. You know what their first word usually is, though, is no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number seven, getting constant green lights on the road. Love it. That is one of my favorite things ever. Oh, like, well, I don't have to you're, stop. It's you're great. driving and it's red and then all of a sudden, boom, it turns green after you just got two other greens. It's just like, yes, thank yeah. you. That's fantastic. Uh, let's see. Number six, receiving a bonus at work. Well, who doesn't love that? I mean, yeah, no joke. Yeah. That's Especially if you don't see extra. one coming. Yeah, that's just a little bit of extra money there. 
Uh, let's see. Hear, number five, hearing your favorite song on the radio. People love that. They love to hear their favorite that. song. Uh, having uh, Number four, having someone let you jump in line at the supermarket. Yeah, I mean, it just gives you hope for humanity. Like, you have a guy with a big old basket, and you're standing behind him with two things. And like, you know what? You go in front of me. You're like, you are a good man. It, but this this can go a couple of different ways. Because let's say you've got the person who is immediately behind you, right? Right. Or uh, they're, they're kind of just walking. They're, they're walking. They got two things in their hands. And you're like, hey, hey, you know what? You can go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. You might have someone who's like three or four people deep who's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. No. I only no, have no, two no, things, no. too. Yeah. Makes them upset. But no, I, I, I the uh, having someone let you jump in line at the supermarket. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good one. Uh, number three, receiving a compliment from a stranger. Oh, that's nice. Like I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised at that one. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at that one because you would think uh, with the misogynistic world that we live in, Matt, mm-hmm. if, if if a guy were to compliment a woman, this. In today's that age, could this could go the other way very quickly. Well, I'll tell you, though. I, You know, I work, and I get some guys, even guys. The guys will come yeah. up, they'll give me their ID, and you're like, oh, my goodness, you don't look that old at all. You yeah. know, and, and they they kind of get a little flattered by that. And uh, yeah. Some of them will be like, oh, I know. I get that all the time. But others are like, really? You don't think I look that old? You know, something like that. And, you know, it can be. I don't know these people. They don't know me. I'm not flirting with them or anything. So you know they you're not they take it with as the a guy when you tell them. No, uh, they they take it as a compliment. Yeah, but I mean, we get people that are in like 65, 70 years old that look fifty. Yeah, yeah. The older folks love it when you compliment them on their looks. You're like, yeah. oh no, you're not. You don't look seventy five. Come on, exactly. Man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number two, getting a surprise refund. Of course, it's extra money. Yeah, you always like money. Yeah. And number one, finding money in a coat or jeans pocket. So, yeah, it's finding money. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. especially now, because used to, you'd do it all the time, like you expected to find money when you were digging through everything, putting in the washing machine. Yeah. But now, money's, most people don't carry it anymore. Yeah. Now, the one I'm surprised did not make the list on this, and... uh because you see it, you know, starting uh, around this time of year, is the pay it forward. Where I think you know people, somebody, somebody in line, in a drive-through, pays for your stuff, and you drive on. Like that's I know, that's but then they, a, they feel obligated to do it to the person behind them after that. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't either. I don't. Well, I don't actually, that, I don't even all. think that's ever happened to me. I've, I've, uh, it's happened to me twice. And then I have, uh, I've paid, I, I have, uh, paid for somebody's a couple of times. So it's no, kind of all worked Oh, out. well, yeah. you know. But I didn't do it at the same, like, I wasn't part of the, oh, we're 15 people deep. You know, let's keep this thing going. No, thank like, you. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to pay for that person. But what if they, they ordered $30 with the stuff. I only ordered five bucks. I'm getting gypped here. Come on. <laughs> Let me look behind me. No, yeah. no. I don't I don't want to help them out. Oh, yeah. You look behind you. It's a minivan. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Full of uh, 
17 year olds if it's oh yeah yeah listen i'll put look if if you're going through the coffee line and you got like one person behind you and it's uh you know a guy or a girl they got like a pup cup with them you know you can tell it's just the one coffee that's it okay fine no problem you look behind you and you've got a tahoe uh with all these kids hanging out of it you're like, no, nah, I don't want to. Nah, I, uh-uh. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, they're going to get cake pops and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, they're getting so many things. Their uh, their Starbucks bill is like 80 bucks. You want to pay it forward? No, I don't think so. My coffee was six bucks. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me pay for me. Thank like, you. You pay it forward. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. I don't want to pay it and pay it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of an interesting little interesting little list of things that bring people happiness and a lot of it is around saving money uh and in finding extra money because as we know everything is just crazy expensive these days now i'll tell you though they missed a few i mean this this podcast is about certain things and right walking into the store and seeing the whiskey that you've been looking for oh that's uh that's at msrp Ah, yeah okay well i haven't experienced that matt uh, I have an experience <laughs> finding that whiskey I'm looking for at the exact price it's supposed to be. Uh, well, close to it, you know? That would be fantastic. That would be Let one of say, the greatest things. In, it's like, There's oh, a bottle yeah! of Blanton's up there for 55 bucks. Yes. That would bring me some happiness. <laughs> Instead, I see the bottle of Blanton's for about $200. That's too much. And then the person That's goes, just too much. oh, it's only 200 Oh, it's only 200 mm-hmm. I need can a- get 250 no, you, you. I don't think you could. I or it wouldn't still could. be. It, it wouldn't still be sitting there if they could get that. Well, I don't know. Yeah, people are crazy. They are. People are crazy uh, when it comes to it. Yeah, no. When it uh, when uh, we have a uh, another story. This is uh, from uh, the the Wall Street Journal, where they say it's too expensive to have fun now. It's too pricey. To uh, to have any fun these days, and they talk about some of the uh, the new concerts that are out there. Oh man, have Nearly you heard? Six- have you heard this like Disney World and like prices and the prices people are paying now to go to Disney World? Uh, it's insane. Hang on. hang on, I got uh, they quoted someone here as far as Disney World. Really, six that was grand? on there somewhere. Six, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. uh all right, before the pandemic, this is just a uh, a story here, okay? Uh, Disney said uh, Wednesday it was raising prices at its Disneyland Park in California. Walt Disney World in Florida separately increased the price of parking and annual passes. Uh, let's see, before the pandemic, Julie Gibbs, 52-year-old mother, uh, who works at uh, Indiana University, traveled to Disney World in Florida twice most years. It's a lot, That's right? a lot. Okay. Uh, sometimes her extended family would gather at the resort and its theme parks for special occasions. But after 2019, prices for tickets and, co- and the costly add-ons that help visitors navigate the parks began to rise. She and her family decided to cut out their annual theme park vacation. They now gather several times a year at a condo in the beach town of Destin and spend about half of the $6,000 price tag of their previous trips to Disney. Well, and I think $6, as, $6, as people get older, I think they'd have more fun at Destin. Yeah. 
Well, you'll think so. Well, I'll I'll put it this way. So me and my oh, wife looked at taking grand. our kids to Disney World and we look at it, tickets for, you know, each of the parks cuz you you there's I think there's four or five parks. We looked at uh, so many days there and then uh, you know, places to stay and everything. Yeah. So How many kids do y'all have for those who don't know? Four. So it'd be six of us. And we could not get the bill to be less than six thousand dollars. And 6, for for most of if when we put everything together, most of the time we what we would get is between seven and eight thousand dollars. That was that's for, insane. Yeah, and and that was us for driving. I mean, it well, it was like a week. I mean, it, it okay. we, we I mean it was for like three to four days at the park, but. Um, it, right, so you know, there was everything so, else as well. But if we stayed okay, so at three the to park, four days there. if we stayed at the park, you couldn't get it under. So you know how they have the hotels and stuff there yeah, for a yeah. four day stay. We couldn't get it under $8,000. I don't think. All right. So for a four day, for a four day stay mm-hmm. for a family of six, $8,000 with park tickets. Yeah. It was between six and $8,000 easily. That's crazy. That's insane. That's before that's before you get into the park. Well, I mean, and, that pays for the park tickets, but that doesn't pay yeah. for all the passes and the food and the other stuff. Exactly. No, no, it doesn't That's pay for any of that. That's what I was about to bring that. up. It doesn't pay for the, the Mickey Mouse ears. It doesn't pay for uh, all the stuff that you've got to buy, because when your kids are in there, Matt, right. you're going to have to buy them stuff. And, oh, yeah. I know. And I'm, I'm betting you don't get a uh, family of six discount uh, when you go into uh, Disney World. Probably not. No, no. I'm sure they don't look at. How, let's see, how much did you pay for this trip? Oh, eight thousand dollars. Oh, we'll give you a nice little discount here at the gift store. Oh yeah, don't even look at the prices of getting like the princess pass, where you get to go in the castle and meet all the princesses and all that stuff. That's insane. What? Okay, what is the princess pass? I don't remember. There was like something where you could take your kids into the castle. And they yeah. would dress them up like a princess, and they would get to meet the princesses and whatnot. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs, but we're talking massive amount of money for each kid. Well, I'm assuming. Or was it, it was like a family? Yeah, pass. You, no, no, no. You don't get a family pass. It's each kid. You got to pay for each thing. That's crazy. They don't do family. Are you? They say they're a family company. They don't do family passes. Everything's individual. Yeah. I'm sorry, kid. I, I don't love you as much as my other kid. They get to go this year. Maybe we'll love you more next year. Yeah. Eight thousand dollars. Wow. Oh, it's yeah, it's insane. That's uh that's a lot of money. Yeah, that, but that's I, a lot. Well, that's I don't think if you're a parent, you would think Disney World or Disneyland would be fun if you have four kids and you're dragging them around Disney World. I mean, think no. about it. How much fun could that be? It's not fun for the parents. It would not think. be fun for the parents. No. I don't think the parents go for fun. I think the parents go for the memories of it and all that kind of stuff. Now you better take some kid, really, really good pictures. Yeah, you better take some really good pictures and hope that your kid doesn't get sick on any of the rides or you don't go when it's extremely hot and the kid's extremely hot and very unhappy. Yeah. I mean... Well, I mean, me and my and wife then, went to Disney and World then of course for you go, our honeymoon. And it's completely packed. And uh, so you got to wait in line everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I just, ah, that doesn't sound fun to me. So me and my wife went uh, for our honeymoon and it was in January. You know, we got married in January. So um, I think 10 minute waits on everything. Yeah. 
I mean, it was fantastic as far as, I mean. Why did I not know that? I don't know why you didn't know that. You were in my wedding. Y'all did, y'all did Disney World for. Yeah, we, well, we flew down to Florida and then we went to Disney World for a couple days. We spent a day at uh, Daytona Beach, you know. and Oh, uh, uh, okay. Okay. I mean, we, did, I, we did kind of like that. a Florida thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I misunderstood. Yeah, but I, I thought I want to I I say that y'all just did Disney World for a whole week with, I think, two or three days in Disney World going on to a lot of different places in Florida, it probably wasn't more than this was with flights and everything. I mean, we took airplanes. I want to yeah. say it was less than $2,000. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That, 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 I mean, that, that was, that's good. That was a long time ago. That was before yeah. Joe Flation. Uh, let's see. Uh, they talk about the San Diego zoo, which of course is, you know, one of the greatest zoos in the world. They say the uh, starting price for a one day pass at the zoo has risen from $56 back in 2019 to $69. Nice. Uh, this year, mainly as a result of uh, inflation, wage inflation, and the cost of materials such as animal food. So, yeah, I mean, I have a hard time seeing them really needing that money. You're going you're gonna to be dropping 69 bucks when you're uh, going to the San Diego Zoo. No, I got six of us, so it'd be, it'd be a lot more than that, but... Yeah, maybe the kids are a little bit cheaper. Well, I'll tell you, though, we do have season passes or like a yearly pass to the Nashville Zoo. Oh. And so we can go to the Nashville Zoo. We still have to. So since COVID, you still have to like log in and sign up for a time. It's ridiculous. They still have like COVID protocols and stuff like that. They only want so many people in the park or whatever. That being said, uh, we do get in for free. Nice. Well, I say free. Uh, we have for with our annual pass. Let's see. Uh, for June, for the uh, June quarter this year, the average face value of a concert ticket for uh, Taylor Swift. How about how much you think? Oh, the, crud. Uh, $1, a, $1, now this dollars? is face value. Face oh, value. face value. Um, one fifty. Two fifty four. Oh crap! That's crazy. Two hundred fifty four. Yeah, but bucks then they flip it. They flip it and they get a thousand dollars for it. I mean, these yeah. Swifties are insane. The NFL is absolutely crazy right now, excited that Taylor Swift is dating, uh, what's his name, Kelsey. Yeah, uh, that's the listed price before taxes and fees, which run $49 to $449. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Eagles notched $239, uh, Bruce Springsteen at 226 and fish tickets 206 bucks. Yeah, I, I wouldn't now, want to see any of those people. I mean, the Eagles want, would be fun, but for that price, no thank you. Yeah, Taylor Swift on the uh, resale market. Average price, $1,000. That's what I said. Uh, $1,095. That doesn't surprise me at all. People, yeah. Those Swifties or Swifters or whatever they call them, they're insane. Swifties, the Swifties. They're insane. They're taking over America. Uh, they are going to be America very soon. That should yeah. scare the crap out of you. Taylor Swift. It's it's Taylor Swift's world. We're all just living in it, my friend. Mm. She's taken over the NFL. She has. Yeah. Well, you know, when the whole kneeling thing didn't work and they That's started the losing people, then, oh, I've heard it. I've They're had people dating. talking about it. They're not dating. I don't. I think it's they so are. so fake. I don't. Here's the reason why I say that, because everybody's like, well, the NFL's paying Taylor Swift all this money. 
Taylor Swift doesn't need the NFL's money. Oh, I don't think they're paying her money at all. I think that uh, they're both looking at this as a, uh, a as a win-win for both of them. Yeah, uh, they're, they're looking at this as PR. And I think at the end of the year, she's going to announce she's going to make a little surprise appearance at the Super Bowl halftime show. Hmm. Oh, you think she's going to do the halftime show? She's not going to be the. Oh, uh, they've already had somebody else who's going to be the performance but i, so I think nobody year, compared to her hey, i mean she what? would take the spotlight away from whoever it oh was. absolutely she would absolutely she would and if the chiefs are in the super bowl which come they on will my be. friend i mean look i mean you, let's be so honest have, look, look at their competition they're probably the going to be in the, super the kansas bowl. city chiefs come on it's gonna be great yeah well and her and her her friends yeah you might even All see Ryan Reynolds show up. That'd be great. Hey, that would be nice. Not what, not, what's not his name? Bad. Ryan Reynolds' wife. What's her name? Uh, she she was with Taylor Swift in the NFL that one time. Yeah. Uh, let's see another uh, topic. Helicopter parenting, far more prevalent than moms and dads think, and it could be hurting kids. That according to Fox News, only 15% of parents with kids between 9 and 11 will allow trick-or-treating without adult Supervision. A new uh, poll is found. No, I don't uh, see that new, as helicopter parenting right now. Trigger treating just seems dangerous. A uh, new poll. Well, okay, we'll get to that here in a second. A uh, new poll from the University of Michigan Health reveals parents of children between the ages of five and eleven may be hovering over their kids a little more than expected. The poll published uh, this week asked a sample of one thousand parents or one thousand forty-four about their beliefs and actions related to. Their child's independence. Uh, let's see. Uh, kids are getting too few opportunities to experience making their own decisions, making mistakes, and learning what to do or not to do in the future. Three and four parents overall, so they make it a point to let their children do everyday tasks independently, according to the poll. Uh, among parents with kids five to eight years old, 74% say they allow their kids to be independent when possible. But only 30% or fewer said their kids engage in independent activities, such as deciding how to spend allowance or gift money or ordering for themselves at a restaurant or preparing their own food. Yeah, I mean, some of those things would be a problem. But, like uh, preparing but your own food? Trick, trick or treat? Hey, no, I understand why parents have a problem with that. But, I mean, when you're talking stories where the NFL goes to meet a guy and watch him play and then goes to meet him and his parents are doing the contracts and they can't even talk to the guy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, different things like that. That's when you're like, oh, my goodness. I mean, there's, there's people that say um, parents are calling up employers or people who are potential employers and walking in with people kids to their interviews i mean these kind of things are insane now that's a that's a problem with parenting yeah that uh, being said i don't know that the halloween thing i just now 84 percent of parents with uh, kids age 9 to 11 agreed that uh, that kids having free time without supervision is beneficial to the younger ones fewer parents in the same age group however reported their children actually take on tasks without Parental guidance. 58% of parents allow their kids to stay home alone for 30 to 60 minutes at a time. 58% of 
of parents with the kids age 9 to 11 allow their kids to stay home alone for 30 yeah, to 60 I minutes. I don't let my kids stay at home and they're that age. Uh, half of parents allow their kids to find an uh, to uh, find an item while shopping at a store while they're in another aisle. No. No? No. Have you seen... I mean, I've seen too many horror things where some kid was grabbed doing something like that. So what what age do you, do you allow them to go to the different aisle? I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't say that they couldn't go to a different aisle, but I would want to be able to have a, a, a view yeah, but like, what age do you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. go grab, uh, go, go grab some sugar. I don't know. As soon as they can start carrying a, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to come on. Like, what, what, what age? I don't know. I don't know. I, they haven't reached it there yet. I guess. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe I would let my older ones do it. But the problem is, the younger ones would want to follow. I mean. I think the yeah, biggest I, I thing. Yeah, I think you have to like because I, I think you have to the buddy I, system. You, you have that's to, a divide them up a little bit i think the, with the buddy system you know making sure that there's at least two of them there you're probably yeah. safe doing something like that but you know you don't just send one hey go get the sugar over there on aisle 10 and then well, i can remember what when happens I was if they never come back young. then you'll be my mom would kicking be like yourself. oh yeah go 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 grab something from that aisle and I, i'd just i'd run over and grab it and come right, right right back yeah but was she standing there watching you or did she just move on no, she'd be in another aisle. Oh. I'd just be like, oh, I'm going to go grab that over there. Yeah, but how old were you? Um, and what year I would was probably that? probably around 11. Yeah. What year was probably that? Around, I don't know. Was, it was a while back. Like, uh, what, 83? Wait, 93. 93? Yeah. That was a long time ago, Chad. Uh, half of parents allow their kids to find an eye. I know we talked about that. Uh, 44% of parents allow their kids to stay in the car while they run a quick errand, while 33% allow them to walk or bike to a friend's house. Yeah, but that's against only, the law now. Only 33% allow them to walk or bike to a friend's house. Now, when I was 9 to 11 years old, we were all outside doing well, stuff. Well, me too, but that's it's a different world now. Is it? It is. Is it, or do we just think it is? No, it is. I, I don't know. I think uh, no, I know. I think it really that. is. I think it's it's crazy out there. Uh, even fewer parents will let their uh, children play unsupervised at a park with a friend. Twenty nine percent. Fifteen percent will let their kids go trick or treating with friends. Now, I think nine to eleven. I think at that age, I was probably uh, my dad was driving in a car. Because there would be a group of us, right? Like neighborhood kids. And we'd all be going door-to-door trick-or-treating. And my dad would uh, be in the car uh, on the street and just kind of following us. Right. And uh, and doing that. Mm-hmm. And you were walking past right my house because my lights would be off. Yeah. And I think my dad was basically just like, I, I just don't want to walk. And bring me the candy after you're done. <laughs> I think that's basically what he was doing. Uh, you got to pay the toll. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 54% of parents keep a tighter rein on their kids due to the worry that a stranger may scare or follow their child, but only 17% said their neighborhood is not safe uh, for uh, kids to wander alone. Uh, most parents in this age group said their children are not ready to be independent. 
I'll I would say, say that a lot of high school kids aren't ready to be independent. Well, you know, and I, that was one of the things that I was telling my kids. I'm like, when y'all turn 16, you're getting your driver's license. I don't give a crap. You're getting it, and you're going to be driving. And the reason I say that allow is... allow them to go into a separate aisle at that point? Maybe. We'll, we'll think about that, but... Yeah, are they going to no, have there's a cell phone? A, so, but there's a, a someone down the street that uh, someone was telling me this story that his apparently he's got a 21-year-old kid that doesn't want to learn to drive, so he has to go run errands for him. I'm yeah. not going to do that for my kid. Screw that. You can yeah. go get your own stuff at 21. You can get a That's job. Awesome. You can pay rent. And you can go get your own stuff. Yeah. So what age What age do you think it's fine for the kid to stay home by themselves? I don't know, like 13? Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, that's just good. a number I'm I'm throwing out there. But, I mean, I they do have to. Is that a good babysitting to, age, too? Maybe. I mean, I would probably yeah. let them watch my other two kids when they're 13, the twins. But, I mean, the, I'm, I'm putting that out there with the understanding every kid's going to be different. Yeah. And um, but they probably could handle it now. But do I trust them now? I mean, that's that's where the question is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because uh, they're you know their grandmother is in the same. I guess uh, we we live on a fifteen acres, and you know she's the only other person here. She's got a house right over there. If something happened, they could run over there. Yeah. That's a good point. Good point. But yeah, I think 13. Uh, let's see. Matt, it's about that time. Okay. What have we been drinking tonight? We have been because drinking. Because it's damn good. Basil Hayden Dark Rye. Mm. Yes. I like it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's so first off, it's it's sweet. It has a very sweet flavor to it you can taste the uh, the port in it it's not like you know the port cask finish where you just get some notes of the port i mean you can actually taste it in there yes which yeah but not in a bad way i know people are like well if i wanted port i'd just go buy port well it's not like that i mean you still get the rise you still get the the whiskey but it's just it's very a, fruit forward it's a very fruit forward very uh, but it has that those dark flavors as well um, the dark fruits, the, the dark cherry, dark red cherry, the, um, I think that's probably the biggest fruit I get like a ripe, ready to eat fresh cherry. I get the, um, uh, sort of a plum, a little bit of a plum, the cherry, the maraschino cherry, uh, mm -hmm. is a big one, uh, that I get. Uh, as as well, not only on the nose but also uh, uh, on the the palate. It's fair. I mean, it's just very very fruit forward. This is to me, uh, if you if you like a big bold red wine, mm -hmm. and you also uh, are a fan of whiskey, guess what? Is it good you're gonna for you? like this. Uh, it, you're you're gonna like it. And guess what? I like I like big bold red uh, red wines. And I like I like some whiskey as well. And this is not this is not a rye that um, you know because I've encountered some people who are mad who don't like rye because they think it's too spicy, spicy the, or grassy or you know different things. Yeah, this I mean it has a I mean I hate to say it has some spice to it, but I mean it it does. But it's it's one of those 
it works well with the with the fruit. It's it's you're not going to be overwhelmed by this at all. So Chad, let me ask you this. So this is one of the times where you know sometimes I have a hard time differentiating between um, you know your first sip, your mid, you know the mid, and then the finish. But on this one, to me, you get very sweet in the beginning. I mean, you get the sweet, you get the port, you get the the dark fruits, the uh, some of the dark, maybe some dark baking spices right off. The, and then the mid palette, you know, that mid area there, that's where the spice seems to come in. But then those, it goes right back to the sweetness and just kind of that sweetness lingers on your tongue for a, a pretty, I mean, I would say a pretty long finish, not like forever, but you know, a decent time there that you're still tasting that sweetness on your tongue. It, 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 and I, and I just, as you were describing it, I took another taste. And to me, I get that red wine port, you know, that, that taste that lingers on the tongue, uh, long after. Right. It, and that, that, that's what I get. But, uh, like I said, it's, it's that sweet that hits. And then there's a little bit of spice that kind of kicks it up midway through. It dissipates real quickly mm-hmm. into this. You know, again, sweet, but it's sort of that red wine finish, uh, and and it just kind of lingers there in your mouth, and it tastes so good. Uh, I wish I actually had like a piece of dark chocolate because I, I think that uh, you know some chocolate, dark chocolate it? in this would be absolutely fantastic. Well, and I, I so the other thing is it's not it doesn't have a lot of bite though. No, you no, know it does it's not. it's only uh, a forty percent or an eighty proof. So if it's not something that's going to be overwhelming, it's not going to burn on the way down or anything like that. The spice you're getting, I think, is actually the rye spice, not alcohol bite. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- this is this is one where if you're a typical, quote unquote, rye fan who wants that spice, that bite that a rye has, you're going to probably be disappointed in this. Yeah, if you're looking for... Uh, something that is very fruit forward, a little bit sweet. Um, maybe you're just kind of getting into rice. Uh, I think this is kind of a good entry into the rye world because you're not going to get overwhelmed uh, and you're still going to get that sweet to it. You're still going to get that, uh, you know, that, that, that jam, that sweetness that's there. Uh, and again, to me, and I like all different types. I, I like a good whiskey. I like a good bourbon. I like a good rye. Uh, there was a time where I was only into rice, uh, and that was all I would order. Uh, but to me, this is a fantastic everyday drinker. Yeah, and it's not expensive, like $30, $35, something like that. It went up. There was a time where I remember this was... 28 If, if you remember, Matt, when we were first drinking this, uh, we were getting this for like $20-something dollars yeah, a I bottle. Yeah, I think 20, 26 28 somewhere in there. And then it completely disappeared from the from the shelves. Couldn't get it. Like everybody was loving uh, Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. I mean, just everybody loved this thing. You couldn't find it, and then eventually it came back, and all of a sudden it was nearly uh, forty dollars. And you yeah. went, "Wait a minute! How did it go from twenty twenty eight bucks to to forty bucks?" And well, still everyone was buying it though uh, because it was just that good, and the the juice was that good that people wanted uh, Basil Hayden's. And I, I, I mean, I'm still, I just opened this bottle tonight uh, because 
I think the last time I went and bought some, I bought like two or three different bottles of this, and I've gone through it because it's just a, it's a very good bottle. I don't, you know, and you can still find it uh, out there. By the oh, way. it's it's easy to find now. Uh, it's it's yeah. one of their staples, like the toasted. If if you find the toasted, um, it used to be allocated. It's no longer allocated. It's one yeah. of those that you can find any time now. Um, I'm looking and the MSRP on it, the price that Basil Hayden actually suggests, I think is $39.99. So right at $40. Um, and I'm seeing it actually around like on the internet, anywhere between about 38 to about 45. So that's going to be probably your average is going to be 40 to 45 would be my guess. Yeah. I wouldn't pay I mean, 50. Uh, I would have paid 50 bucks for it. Uh, you, you can get it for 40. Uh, and it's a good $40 drink. And again, know what you're getting yourself into. If you're someone who's not a fan of Fruit Forward, if you're not a red wine fan, if you're not a port fan, uh, if you don't like that Fruit Forward uh, type of drink, if you want a very full rye that is very spicy, you're not going to get that here. Uh, if you don't if you don't like Fruit Forward, you're not going to like this, uh, th- this, this whiskey uh, or this rye from Basil Hayden's. But if you do like Fruit Forward, you do like a big, bold red wine from time to time, and you do like uh, a rye that maybe won't bite too much, this is perfect. And I think going into winter, it's a great drink. I agree. I actually think it, it fits winter pretty well. Uh, the other day I pulled out my peaty scotches because I think they feel like winter. You know, almost they, they yeah. taste and smell like a campfire. Uh, but this is on the other side of it. It's on the... Um, Kind of the the sweet, um, I don't know, uh, cranberry sauce type <laughs> type side of things there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, again, I it, to me, it's 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 a staple uh, in in my uh, in in my bar, and I think for a lot of other people, it's a staple in theirs. And again, it's one of those that I do think for the rye purist out there, they probably don't like it that much. Because it doesn't have that spice, it doesn't have that real big kick to it. But I, I think if you are someone who likes the fruit forward, I think you're going to enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so go and pick up a bottle. Why not? Go to your favorite liquor store and uh, look for Basil Hayden's. The Dark Rye is what it's called. The Dark Rye, and uh, you know, <laughs> pardon me. Yeah, it says dark and rich. Yes. At the, Top of the label, and it's good. It's very enjoyable. Matt, anything else uh, for the for the listeners today? Not that I can think of. Not off the no. top of my head. I I don't. Right. Uh, no, no. I, I well, I will you know, say this. So uh, I read an article the other day about small batch, and we may talk about this a little bit on the the next one. We'll see. But the term small batch. The point of it was that it has no real meaning. <laughs> like different places are going to give it different meaning. And believe it or not, the original term small batch came from um, the Bookers, uh-huh. which we talked about. This came from that uh, legacy to some extent, this Basil Hayden uh, and I believe that they said some of the Basil Haydens are called small batches as well, but they use that in conjunction with what Jim Beam, which is the number one selling 
uh, bourbon around the world. So when you think about the mass production of Jim Beam and then think about a small batch compared to somebody who only does maybe uh, 50 barrels at a time and then may do a small batch of five, I mean, it's, it's it, the term's completely different. So we may talk about that next time, but uh, it was fascinating to me that small batch was originated from the uh, the Jim Beam Corporation. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Current and Cask with Chad HD and Matt Martin. Be sure to reach out to us on social media at Chad HD Radio and at Matt Martin Radio. You can also email us at caskerspod at gmail.com. And, of course, you can... Download the Chad HD Show podcast anywhere you go. That's the radio show that I do. Uh, you can download it from any podcast platform that you prefer. Same here with the current InCask podcast. Be sure to spread uh, the info around to all of those who are out there in the whiskey, bourbon, spirits world to uh, download and subscribe to Current InCask. Enjoy life and cheers. <laughs>